0: Hi guys, welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com with me, your host Martin, uh, pro trader of course on the Betfair Exchange. So today I want to talk to you about basically what I've learned during coronavirus uh, because obviously coronavirus is going on. I'm not going to go into the actual detail or news about coronavirus because of course you're probably sick of that being on television 24 7 at the moment um and if you're watching this after uh the pandemic then keep listening keep watching keep listening sorry i'm so used to doing videos because basically this advice i'm about to give in this podcast is is going to be timeless um so because i'm going to talk about the way and what i've noticed about markets on betfair during this time and i imagine a lot of that's still going to ring true in months to come so obviously covid19 is currently dominating the sporting trading land- landscape uh, so let's not dwell on it too much uh, obviously those of you who listen to my thoughts regularly know that i'm a huge advocate of turning your obstacles into opportunities And this, for me, is the perfect time to do that. So I talk about this a lot, how actually your obstacles and the way you react to them, that's your decision. It's your perception, okay? So something that negatively affects you doesn't have to have a negative reaction from you. Um, Now, that might all sound a bit airy-fairy, but actually we've put that into practical use throughout the pandemic so far as a community um and what i'm really interested in here is how has betfair itself so how has the betfair exchange responded to the lack of sport to trade out there um and by that, I mean, how have the markets of the Betfair Exchange reacted? Where are the common opportunities in the markets that remain active? OK, so if you're on board with me here and our first objective is to turn our obstacles into opportunities, um, then we need to seek out those opportunities. And as professional traders, we need to seek out those opportunities, obviously, on the Betfair Exchange itself. Um Now, whilst I commend uh, my Betfair trading comrades for managing to eke out a profit in the Belarusian League, I am actually changing tack myself at the moment and focusing more on learning new skills, and in particular, looking at horse racing markets. So, I've been trading on Betfair since I was 16, so you're going back 16 years, uh, back when you could use a debit card and... You could be underage and no one really knew. There wasn't really policing on the internet back then. Um it's a great time uh to be on the internet. But uh yeah, basically I've been doing this for sixteen years and I turned pro, well, god, over five years ago now. Um so if you look at it from that perspective, I've been trading a long time, right? So I've known horse racing, I've I've learned a lot of strategies with horse racing. Um, I've done okay with horse racing, although it's not my sport of choice, um, I've enjoyed it, I I think there are angles to be profitable, I think the markets are readable, I really do, When when I've studied horse markets, I've seen quite clear patterns, where I think, you know what there's something in this and you know if you follow those moves and you kind of follow the trends you can actually have some confidence in your entry and exit points which of course is a huge part of trading actually having confidence in the trades you're making um so that's what i've kind of turned my attention to here now another big thing that i need to mention and reason why is because we're literally starting work on the horse racing software this week um so We've got Adam and our other software guy working, basically going to be beavering away working on our horse racing software Um, and we're really hoping to have that done in the next quarter, so hopefully by end of June, although that may be pushing it slightly, but that's our hope at the moment. Um, So, you know, we're going to have some software to work with, we're going to be developing some strategies, you know, we're going to be getting the community involved with that, We've already been getting the community really involved this week with our lay the field uh, strategies. Uh, I'm actually going to put on the strategy section of our website fairly soon. So we have got some videos for that and obviously we've been doing some work on that. Um, But yeah, for me, this is a great opportunity that has come from all of the disruption. right? We have been given a great chance here that we can learn new things that we just did not have time for before. So horse racing is always something I've wanted to get into. I like the hours, right? So if you're currently trading football and all you can do is evenings and weekends, then that's great, right? But if, like myself, you're a full-time trader, sometimes you wanna spend a bit more of that time with your family because, of course, You want to be working during the day, don't you? I don't want to be twiddling my thumbs during the day while I could be working and no one's about anyway. Um, So I always think it's a good sport in that respect. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people take up horse racing. I actually think horse racing is the number one sport on Betfair that people take up when they don't like sport, right? So I've noticed that if someone comes to Betfair trading and they don't have a sport, they don't really know anything about trading, they don't really know a lot about sports, they go straight to horse racing. Now, I think that's one of the reasons is the time. The time is great, yeah, the time of day. The other thing is, it's on all the time, right? It's Even in coronavirus, there's loads of horse racing on. Literally, probably 50 plus horse races on today, right? Football? maybe in the whole world there's a handful of matches right so horse racing when it's on you get it every day basically in the UK holidays yeah they're big for it as well Um, it's literally only a couple of days I think in a whole year where there is zero horse racing Um, it's so rare uh, that that's the case and then even then it's probably on somewhere else and be in play and bet for so well, I'm running, of course, with horses, so used to my football terminology there. But uh, yeah, basically, this is you've got to look at this as a gift, right? We've been given the gift of time, and this is our chance to actually do some learning on sports where we've wanted to get involved, perhaps, but we just haven't had time. That's certainly the case for me, and I imagine it's the case for some of you. Um, so this seems like the perfect opportunity to mention that... Obviously, we've just brought out a Bet Fair Trading course. Now, again, this is the perfect time to do that course. Now, I know a lot of you listening to this have either are in the process of doing it or about to start. Maybe you finished it. Fair play if you have, because I think there's 100 plus videos uh, from my rough count I did. So, uh, yeah. Well done if you've got through it all and, you know, we're, we're sorting out the certifications and stuff as we speak. If you have completed it and you need them, let us know because uh, uh, we're getting that sorted. So I think it's going to be an automatic thing soon that you'll get your certificate when you do complete the course. Um, but yeah, what an opportunity it is to learn. So if you haven't, obviously done the course yet and you're interested in signing up get in touch with us either go on our website find out the info or just email us info at um but yeah for goodness sake if you haven't already done it get over there because you're not going to get a better chance are you you know you've got so much time now you can really take it in you can pause the videos at certain points write things down um You know, I really do talk through everything in there quite thoroughly. Uh, Again, those who listen to me a lot will know that I do tend to talk quite thoroughly about these things. But it's important, isn't it? It's important to get it all right. Um, Of course, kind of, there's a big focus on the course on mentality and discipline money management all this stuff which i think is really key and actually one of the reasons i've done this course or we've done this course is because we've seen the need that there aren't a lot of courses that talk about this other stuff um you know when you talk about things like money management it's just as important as your strategy but but people don't mention that you you barely see it talked about on other sites or services um same with discipline and mentality you know there's not enough deep thought now we're very lucky in that we've got, obviously, me, Ryan, and Adam, who've been pro-traders for, what, between us, well, what, 15, 20 years, something like that. And then our time on Betfair is even more than that. Um, a lot of people don't know, but I've actually I'm actually qualified with a Master's in Counselling. So, again the psychology element is huge for us you know i've i've studied that to a high level because i'm always fascinated by psychology and that's why i can implement it in training because it's so important and i see so many people just making these mistakes that actually you know cuz i think what what the saddest thing i ever see and and part of the reason why when ryan asked me to get on board with btc i i was straight in there was actually because i've seen people who are good traders, right, who've got a skill, they're good traders, they're good learners, I've seen people throw away money, throw away their their chances to become a pro, based on a lack of discipline, just a mentality that they haven't worked on and haven't sorted out, uh, sort of chasing losses and things like that, and people who are good, you know, people who are good traders, and that's always, for me, that's always been the saddest thing, because I think, Okay, look, there's always going to be in any field, in any profession, some people are going to train at it. They're not going to make it because they're not good enough, right? Or they're just, it's just not for them. Fine, right? But the saddest thing is when you get someone in a profession who's got all the talent in the world. Now, think about footballers, right? I mean, people talk a lot about Gazza. Now, he was a bit before my time, so I don't, I mean, obviously I saw him play, uh, but I think I saw him towards the back end of his career more. And, I didn't ever really see that fully talented gazza but I guess part of the reason for that is that maybe he had kind of blown his talent a bit because uh, people talk about him in their like all-time elevens and things especially for England and that's a hell of a hell of a team to get in isn't it uh, when you think of the players we've had so it's quite incredible really uh, that people have that talent and then to actually watch them throw it away it's really sad and i think again relating this back to gaza i think that's why people have that real soft spot for gaza because they wanted him to do well they wanted him to do better um you know and uh, there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of talent and they they just throw it to waste so i think a big part of btc has always been about trying to nurture and cultivate that talent now the way to do that is to work on the mentality the discipline the money management um side of it and yeah that's a big focus of the course we do have strategies as well and things like that that we talk about um but yeah a big part of it is the is the strategies. Big part of it, especially on football, we've got a lot of videos on football. Uh we've got a few on horse racing, tennis and cricket. And we're gonna keep expanding those. So my plan is to keep supporting uh these areas. I think that we we're gonna add some of the videos I've done, some of the members only videos I've done over the last few weeks will eventually be added. Um and yeah it's gonna it's gonna be good because once we get the horse racing software done we'll get more of those strategies on there uh we'll get more horse racing videos done uh same with cricket uh i'm gonna get more live trading i think one of the things i want to do is get more of the live trading stuff done Um, but obviously it's difficult at a moment when there's no cricket or tennis on at all and not really any football on. Um, there's a, there's a couple of leagues still active, you know. If you're big on your Belarusian football and Nicaraguan football, um, yeah, you'll do well at the moment, I think, because uh, there's going to be a few jumping on that. Um, but yeah, if you haven't, like I say, if you haven't got on the course yet, uh, give it a look because uh, I think. I think anyone learning to trade on Betfair who isn't already a pro, they're going to gain a lot from this. Uh, And I think even if you're a pro, you're going to learn some stuff. Um, So well worth doing. Now, what I've noticed from studying the horse racing markets on Betfair, which is what I've been doing, is I don't know if this is just because the liquidity is lower, um, but the moves seem fairly predictable right so when i'm looking at the graphs and i'm looking at my trading software and i'm seeing the patterns so say say you get a horse right and you look at the graph and it's kind of 10 minutes before the off and you've looked at the last hour of the graph and all you see basically are like these peaks and troughs that go up and down but they go along the same line just straight along so Horizontal basically, you could put a horizontal line through the middle of each peak and trough, and it would be the same. The line wouldn't go up, the line wouldn't go down. Now, when you see a horse like this, it's brilliant because you know if that price comes down again, it's probably going to go back up. So you can then lay at that point, it goes back up, back it. If it goes down again, lay. If it goes back up, back it. And you can get in this sometimes three or four times before the off in that last 10 minutes. Now, what's amazed me is how predictable it's been. You know, I've been watching these horses and it's just been, you know, the pattern seems obvious. Now, a similar thing happens when a horse just keeps coming in. So when you look at that graph and you've kind of got this peaks and trough thing going on for a while. But then you look at the line and the line is if you drew a line straight through the middle of all the peaks and trough you'd get a line that was coming in you'd get a price that was coming in well if you can get on that trend early enough and you can spot that you can get on and it seems to continue coming in for a while um, and it seems like you'd be able to get out or at least get your stake out and make a risk-free trade pretty easily and um, so I've kind of been surprised at just how easy I've found these markets to trade now there is one downside, obviously, and I must mention this, that the liquidity is not great. So I'm not steaming in here with 100 £200 trades, um, trying to get in and out quickly. I'm kind of going in with small stakes, sometimes even as small as, say, £10, right? Which, OK, it's small stakes. It's Part of it's just testing the markets and learning the markets, but also part of it is. You don't want to try and be Billy Big Time in this market. Lump, lump two hundred in, and then watch as that gets eaten up straight away. But then you can't lay your price off or, or at all because no one's putting two hundred quid in the market. And you stick a lump of two hundred quid in the market at a price that isn't already available, and it will probably just stay there, right, for a while because it's not going to get eaten up in a second. Um, so. You do have to really be aware of the liquidity, you know. This becomes a lot more apparent the higher up the levels you go. So obviously when you're a a pro trader like myself, you really do have to think a lot about liquidity. Um, Obviously if you're on really small stakes, min stakes or anything like that, it's not such a worry. However, you've got to remember that everything you do, you want to be scalable, right? So there's no point me making a trade for £2, And then thinking, actually, I could do the same trade for 200. Well, if there's not enough liquidity, you can't. You will not have the same results. And therefore, you can't upscale what you've been doing. So I really do suggest on these markets, if you look about 10 minutes before the off, if there's not been a few grand matched at least, then that's an instant red flag. And you've got to get totally out of that market. Now, I've seen this quite a few times Um, in Australia where you look at a race you think god this is going to be a great training race look at this really competitive um and there's no really short price favorite this might even be a really good candidate for my lay the field strategy then i go to the race again revisit it you know i put it in my notes i revisit it 10 minutes before the off and suddenly there's like seven pounds matched on the market and i'm thinking are you kidding me this is this could be a great race what are you doing? You know, especially in the Australian? there seems to be a lot of these Australian races. I don't know if they're just in some backwater somewhere, maybe they're in someone's back garden. I know there's obviously a lot of land out there with the outback and stuff, but some of these races don't get any money on. So you want a few grand matched about ten minutes before. Now, with my lay the field strategy, I'm always looking at the liquidity towards the off. You know, if it's not say fifty percent above. Uh, sorry 50k or above I'm not going near it even with small stakes right that's how serious this staking thing is I'm certainly not going anywhere near it with big stakes anyway with Australia same with US until I I can see that there is definitely enough liquidity I'll keep it small there Um, and again this is something you can scale up a bit and try and work the UK markets when they come back so it is worth testing this stuff um, but don't just instantly assume that one thing that works somewhere like in US is going to work in Australia and something that works in Australia is going to work in the UK okay you want to test all the things and when they come back you don't just want to dive into the UK you want to test it again see if your strategies work um, so that's kind of what I've noticed pre-race the moves are fairly predictable if you get the up and down up and down up and down prices you can get your lays and backs in and make a profit. If a horse is steaming out or steaming in, if you can catch that drift fairly early on, you're probably going to get a few ticks. It's probably going to keep coming in. Um, So that's what I've noticed there. Next thing I want to talk about is the in-running market. Right Now, horse racing, normally, I would never, ever, ever touch it in running. Right? Because it's so quick, it's unless you've got pictures that are literally to the second, it's it's so hard to make any money. However, I have noticed that there are opportunities with the in-running markets in these Australian, and it's actually times where the overround, <laughs> this is insane, the overround is in the backer's favour. Right, I've seen quite a few instances where you could get a situation where it's basically a two-horse race, and yet one horse is trading at evens, and the other horse is trading at, like, close to four to one. And you're thinking, well, this is impossible, right? Because everyone else is out of it, they should both be evens. Um, or around. you know, that's the over-round, isn't it, to get the 100%. So I've seen this quite a few times, and it will last obviously it's quick right it's horse racing it's quick it's not going to last for five ten seconds you've literally got to try and get in within you know two or three seconds but if you are quick enough and i know a lot of people are and people who who study the horses and watch the horses they're kind of ready for these quick trades but if you are quick enough you can really really get some benefit from that so you know i mean it's probably not one that i'll be delving into just because i don't think i've got a quick enough finger these days um make your own jokes at home if you will on that one i'm sure john will be having a little chuckle uh but yeah basically i don't have the reactions i used to have when i was younger i know that um I don't think I'd be quick enough to take advantage of this but it is interesting and I think I think I was kind of trying to scratch around for a reason because why is this market not self correcting as quickly as the UK market right why is this opportunity there and I thought I think it's the lower liquidity right I think that because of the lower liquidity the easy money does not get hoovered up instantaneously in the way it does with the uk racing because while there's less money in the market there's less people to take advantage of the market right so even though these races are low liquidity there is opportunity you're playing against less of the big players Um, you're getting gaps in a market, but you don't have to take a bad price just because that's the only one available. If there's a gap, ask for a better price. You'd be surprised how often you get matched uh, when you do that. Uh, I'm always surprised how often you can get matched at better odds than you expect when you ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. And also, there's no risk to asking and not getting because there's no bet, you haven't lost anything if it doesn't get matched, have you? Um you don't want to the, because the one thing you don't want to do in trading I mean, this should be on everyone's mind. The one thing you don't want to do is take a bad value trade. So it doesn't matter if you don't get matched. If it's not the right price for you, don't take a worse one just because you want to get a bet on. That's crazy. Um, You know, we're not gamblers here, are we? We're traders who are looking to find an edge. And also, ideally, we want to get in and out of the market pretty quickly. If you take a bad price, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder for you to get out of that market with a profit because you're going to have to wait to get better than that price to lay uh which is unlikely so that's just the way it is but i think you know there is opportunity there so there you have it that's kind of my observations of watching the past week the u.s racing and the australian i definitely think the u.s racing is easier to trade uh, from a lay the field perspective um so you know have a go see what it's like uh a couple of interesting observations there for you. Most importantly, they're profitable ones. Um, so if you take that advice, if you study the markets and test the markets, I'm sure you'll be able to find profit there. Um, you know, I've I've managed to make a profit in the past couple of days just by doing this. So have a look yourself and see what you think, because uh, that's important as well. Is applying what we teach, is saying that have a look yourself, see what you think. Um, you might disagree, you might not think it's an opportunity, you might not find an opportunity, you might think, ah, I, don't, I don't agree, well that's fine, you know, don't trade it then, that, that's the simple solution to that kind of thing. Um, but the important thing is that you get comfortable with your trades, okay, um, so take this opportunity, take this opportunity to learn, the gift of time is not very often bestowed upon us in life, that's the truth. How often, as an adult, with a family especially, do you sit there and think, "God, I've got all the time in the world. Right, it's rare, it's rare, so don't waste this opportunity. It's a great opportunity to learn. It's a great opportunity to learn some skills that can help you, you know, invest in your life, your family, your career long-term. You know, because what's the one thing they say, that trading and, and the gambling industry is uh recession proof and we are heading towards a recession you know that's that's just the obvious thing right six months with no global economy we're going to hit a recession now this is the time more than ever that we want to get in there learning to trade the sports so that we can go i don't rely on my boss for an income anymore i don't rely on someone else the sport will get back on, and as soon as it does, we're recession-proof. So yeah, just something to mull over, really, um, whilst you're, you know, maybe got a little bit too much time on your hands and going as stir-crazy as I am, maybe. Um, But yeah, uh, really exciting to watch new markets and learn new sports. Horse the, horse racing's the one at the moment. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Love it. Uh, can't wait to do more of it. Can't wait for our software. Uh, I'm just so excited to get on board with that and start testing out some strategies. I've already got a few ideas I want to test um, and hopefully getting them out to you in the near future. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and I'll be back with another podcast soon.